0: And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. So, something I hear women say on the regular, and I will admit it drives me bananas, is I hate confrontation. I just don't like confrontation. So, first of all, What I want to share is clear communication is not confrontation. What many of us do is we call it confrontation because we want to avoid it. We are feeling avoidant, communication avoidant, and it's easier and it feels better. And it also makes us look better to say that we aren't communicating clearly. We're not being direct. We're not asking questions. We're not clarifying. We're not following up. We're not elaborating. We're not communicating. Because we're nice. I'm too nice for that. I'm not those jerks who like to get into confrontations with people. Are you kidding me? So this is a mask that we're wearing. The truth is, underneath that is fear. And the fear is the fear of rejection, the fear of looking bad, the fear of not being liked or loved, the fear of not being good enough, fear, fear, and fear. I don't mean to hit you over the head with this. If you're one of these people, and I would say it's most women are in this category. Some people are just wired differently. There are different people, and you heard the episode about the Enneagram. There are different people like me who are wired to be more direct. We just go straight on in. We're not feeling avoidant. We're very direct. And many of us can be arrogant about that. And I've been that way for years. Because I'm that way is better to be that way. (laughs) As Brene Brown says, clear is kind and unclear is unkind. So that is true that it is better to be clear and not to avoid clear communication. However, those of us who are wired to be more direct, we really don't get to brag about that because we're just wired that way. It's easier for us. But for most women, it's very difficult. It's really uncomfortable. It makes them squirm, it makes them itch, it makes them sweat, it makes them want to cry. And they would rather do anything other than be direct and clear with people. Okay, so ladies who are in that category, first of all, you're clearly not alone. You are in the majority. And let's talk about this a little bit. So in every area of your life, whether it be work or social settings, intimate relationships, communicating with your children, even talking to someone who's delivering a package to your house, remember, you don't have to be wired like me to be clear and to be direct. You can still be yourself. You can still be you while being clear. So how could that look? So when you take a vulnerability and you put it in your hand or you put it on your back like a backpack or put it on your head like a crown or put it around you like a cape, vulnerability is your best friend. Authenticity and vulnerability are always hanging out together, right? So if you want to be real, be authentic, be clear, vulnerability is a great way to do it in a way that still feels like you're being yourself and you're not being, quote, too direct. Now, again, people wired like me will say, you can't be too direct. Just say it. Okay, well, after working with lots of women over the course of 13 years, I understand that most women, that just doesn't work for them. Here's what I have found, and this isn't just a theory. I have seen this work in so many women. Take that vulnerability, pick it up, right? Put it on it, whatever way it feels good to you, as a crown, as a cape. And what you're going to do is you're going to still be the you that you are while being clear and direct without having to change the way you land for people. And the way you do that is you just wear your heart on your sleeve. You say to the person, okay, this is really hard for me. This is really uncomfortable. Okay, I think I might pee my pants. Like, you have no idea how out of my comfort zone I am, but I'm really working on communicating clearly, and to me, communicating clearly feels a lot like confrontation, and who likes confrontation? P.S., ditch from this point forward the line. I don't like confrontation or I hate confrontation. Everybody does, unless they're an asshole, okay? (laughs) Nobody likes confrontation. So you don't get to use that as a pass anymore. But you could say to someone, this is so weird and uncomfortable for me, so bear with me, I'm literally sweating. I'm not gonna change who I am. I don't wanna be too in your face or too direct, but I realize that being clear is kind because if I'm not clear with you, You don't know where you stand with me, and it's not fair to you. I don't want to hide behind my fear. My fear of not being liked or my fear of being rejected or whatever is not your problem. Okay, maybe you won't say all of that, but hopefully that's what you're feeling and you're thinking as you're saying to the person something like, this is just coming to me as I'm speaking. I don't even know what I'm going to say next, and here it goes. Someone drops a package off. And every time they drop a package off, your dogs get it. And you've already called the company a couple of times and told them, please have the person drop the package off in the bucket to the left of the stairs. Now, you don't want to find yourself confronting this person. You don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to make them uncomfortable. The truth is you don't want to be uncomfortable. And so what you'll do is avoid it and then resent them, and then resent yourself for not saying something, and then you'll talk about it over and over and over again. What if you decided, look, I'm never going to be that woman who opens the door and says, dude, what the F? (laughs) I'm never going to be the person that says, excuse me, do you mind? Like I've told the company three times, this is really getting on my nerves. I'm never going to be the person that that just hits it head on in a forceful way. However, I'm no longer going to be the person who avoids this conversation and pretends that I'm better for it and that I'm nicer and that I'm sweeter. Here's what I'm going to say. Hey, excuse me. Hi, ma'am. Okay, so first of all, thank you for dropping off this package for me. I don't think it was communicated to you from the home office. But when you drop it off in the package, I have these really annoying dogs and they will actually rip it open and destroy whatever's in it would you be willing from this point forward to drop all of our packages in that bucket that I have down there or that container I have on the side of the stairs? Thank you so much. Okay. And here's another thing. Would you be willing to send a text or an email or something to everybody back at the company to remind them to do that? Because it's, it's really hard for me when I come home from work and I find our stuff all over the lawn. Now, some people say, well, that's not hard. I could do that. There are a lot of people who would not have that conversation. That is too direct for them. They would actually rather complain about it to other people or send a nasty email or call the company and be more than direct. It's so funny. The people who say they don't like confrontation. I hate confrontation. I don't like confrontation. Be careful what you say because we don't just become what we want to be. We become what we avoid and what we don't want to be. It's whatever we focus on. I don't like confrontation. And then you become actually very confrontational. Not kidding. I've seen this so many times back when I used to coach and mentor people in sales. I don't want to be salesy. And they become the most salesy people because they do it in a roundabout way to avoid communication. And then they end up being way, way, way too much for people when it comes to the communication. So when it comes to having these conversations, First of all, saying, oh, wait, I don't have to be someone else. I can be myself. Oh, thank God. Wait, it's not mean and rude and nasty to be direct. That's cool. You're telling me that it doesn't matter even if I do come across confrontational? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. You won't unless that person chooses to see you that way. And what they say about you and what they think of you and how they interpret what you do is none of your business. That's their issue. Now, it doesn't give you permission to just be a jerk and say, hey, that's your problem. Don't take me as a jerk. I've actually done that in arguments before. When you're having a conversation, no matter what it is, don't go in the side or the back door because you'll end up being probably either more confrontational than you want to be or than you should be, or you will still be passive, but you will have so much resentment about it because then you just wasted your time having the conversation. Being direct, being clear is kind. It allows the person to know where you stand and they get to do whatever they want with it. And when you and I are clear and we ask direct questions, if it doesn't feel comfortable to us, rather than just not doing it and avoiding, which is, by the way, why you're having this issue anyway. Your anxiety around it is because you are avoiding and you're used to that pattern. If you choose to not avoid You can still be yourself by using vulnerability. That's your secret weapon. You take the vulnerability, you pick it up, you put it on however you choose, and you say to the person, I'm feeling X, Y, or Z. This feels like X, Y, or Z. I'm not loving the way this feels. However, I'm really committed to working on being more clear. (sighs) Even though this is hard, I have a question for you. When you do that, what happens is it takes your nerves and calms them down. It also makes the other person very comfortable because you've prepped them. And what do people want to do? Most people want to help other people. It's that good Samaritan rule, right? If they know that you're uncomfortable and you tell them you're uncomfortable and you've invited them into that space, most people are going to step right in and go, oh, gosh, go ahead. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. They're going to appreciate that you were direct and that you were clear. There are so many ways this shows up in communication. I know that there are people that if they're communicating with me, and I really have no idea what they're talking about, I could choose to avoid that because I don't want them to think that I think they're being unclear. I don't want them to think that they're confusing. I don't want them to think I'm not interested. So I could just nod my head and smile and pretend. Or I could say, okay, hold on, Michelle, I am sorry. I just don't, actually, you don't have to say you're sorry, but I'm not following what you're saying. To tell you the truth, I don't even know what a quibbit is. You were talking about that, and I'm sitting here nodding my head as if I know because I want to be interested and I want to be supportive of you, but I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Do you know how comforting that's going to be to her? She's going to go, thank God, first of all, for being real. Second of all, that's helpful to me because I tell this story to everybody and everyone just stares at me. Thank you for that. You're welcome. What the hell is a quibbit? (laughs) Let me tell you. Let's say you're at a holiday party. And you cannot remember someone's name for the life of you. You could pretend. You could get super uncomfortable. You could play the game I used to play, which is I would say to my husband, hey, if I don't introduce you right away, that means I don't remember their name. Or you could be clear. Oh, I don't like confrontation. It's not confrontation. It's clear. It's clear communication. And clear is what? Clear is kind. So what if I said to the person, okay, here's the deal. The truth is, I don't remember your name. And I hate that I don't remember your name because I feel rude. It feels very rude because I've met you a few times before, but I just don't want to stand here and pretend because I'm not listening to what you're saying. All I'm thinking about is the fact that I can't remember your name and I'm running through names in my head, A through Z, trying to remember. Will you just remind me? For some reason, it's just slipped my mind. And the person will probably say, actually, my name's Aaron. What's your name again? (laughs) That's usually how it works. When you start practicing being clear, asking questions, asking clarifying questions, being authentic and real, you will realize that not only is it not confrontational, it is so freeing. You will feel so good. No matter how they respond, you will feel good. You know why? Because you're being true to yourself. And you might say, no, I was being true to myself when I wasn't saying anything. That felt a lot better. That was being true to part of you, not the real you. In Be You, who are we speaking to? Your highest self, your true self, not the you who's out there walking around having conversations and pretending. We're talking to the real you. And the real you is no longer okay with showing up that way. The real you wants to be clear, wants to get over that fear, wants to have that courage. And again, just like liquid courage to get on the dance floor, vulnerability is your tequila. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear. So let me know in a DM on Instagram at jillhermanbu. Be sure to subscribe to the BU podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.